Hi there. Welcome to episode 91 of Girl Take the Lead, where each week we explore womanhood and leadership. And I'm your host, Yo Canny. Today we are joined by our guest, Dina Patton, to discuss her book, The Greatness Game and Living a More Inspiring Life. After our Soundbite episode 90 about Steph Curry's documentary, we felt we needed to continue to talk about greatness, but this time relate it to ourselves. Dina offers us lots of great ideas about how to do this. Here's a bit more about Dina's background. Dina Patton has been an elite business and leadership coach and consultant for the last 20 years. She works with world-changing business owners and purpose-driven leaders and helps them to go from good to great in their leadership, income, and impact. Her three-pillar coaching approach helps her clients to build the systems to be a well-oiled company, the sales strategy to be a well-funded company, and the greatness mindset to be a well-led company. We hope you'll enjoy the listen. Here you go. So Dina, welcome to Girl Take the Lead. And we're so excited to have you with us and to talk about your book and your thoughts um, about greatness. Why don't we start by you first, just sort of introducing yourself to our listeners and telling them a little bit about the book. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about being here in this conversation. I am inspired by this work, by mindset, by greatness, the journey that we can be on. I was really inspired by my own realization that we can master our mindset. And I think a lot of us listen to the negative, what I call the smallness, the survival side of our mindset a lot. And we don't know that we have the choice, that we're empowered, that we can listen to something else. And about 15 years of research on greatness mindset, why do some people succeed in the same exact environment and other people fail? Why do siblings, some succeed and some fail? And what I've come to conclusion is it's all mindset. It's all mindset. And when we learn tools, which we all are born with our greatness, but we have to learn tools to access it, you know, our, our life changes and our income goes up and our impact goes up and our joy goes up. And I was fascinated with that world. And, but I'll tell you this is it gets very complicated because it is a lot of psychology. It's a lot of mindfulness. It's a lot of work, but I wanted to bring it down to a very doable elementary level that anyone could really get their head around. And so I wanted to write a book that was simple, small. It wasn't very long and hard and psychology, <laughs> you know, based that, that just loses people. And so I just wanted to write a book that was fresh and makes these really hard concepts accessible so that people can live a life of greatness and create a life that they love. Yeah. Well, you you talk about it too. This podcast is all about helping us find our voices mm. and being centered in our voices and being able to talk about our 
issues and things that are going on for us. As I looked through your book, there were so many parts that were so inspirational that could lift anybody up at any time, no matter where we are, right, in our journey. So appreciated your book very much for that. So many things that you say, like one of the things that really caught me was that our beliefs become our words, our words become our actions, our actions become our habits, and our habits become our results. If you can talk a little bit about those smallness habits and beliefs that we have and how they relate to us, especially those of us that are in our careers trying to get a raise or moms trying to raise kids at the same time. All yes. of that going on. Yes. We have so much going on, right? <laughs> it's just uh, never ending the ways that we are pulled and the different roles we have, you know, we have, you know, mom, wife, friend, daughter, you know, a lot of us have aging or ill parents and then, oh yeah, we have to go to work and have an income or we build our business. So there's a lot on us. It's really important to understand that it, it takes so much mindfulness and awareness to wear all these roles, wear all these titles that we have, and then give back to, you know, ourselves. So where are results when, when, as a coach, when I talk to someone around their results, it could be around your health, your money, your marriage, your career, whatever your results are right now in your life are a reflection of your beliefs. And so when I look at, when, when I talk to someone and say, you know, what is your self-care? How are you refueling your mind, body, and spirit? And they say something like, well, I don't have time for that. Oh my gosh, no, no way. They're showing me their beliefs. Their beliefs are, I have so much going on. I don't give myself permission to make time. I'm not either worthy of it or can't do it. And so they, I can just ask someone about their result and you can start to hear the belief behind the result, right? right? Um, someone's, you know, well, why aren't you going for that promotion that you're up for? And they're like, oh, well, I could never do that. I didn't finish college. There's the belief, right? right? So when you can hear your beliefs in your language, we share, we say our smallness beliefs all the time. And when you are aware of them, you think that they are the truth. And that's the key to this is you think that belief you have called, I didn't go to college, so I can't get that promotion. That's a belief. That's not the truth because I can show you thousands of people who didn't go to college, who are millionaires, billionaires, successful people. They didn't have the belief called, I have to stop at a, I'm only worth a, a certain amount of money and I can't go for that, uh, build that business or I can't go for that promotion. So here's the thing, your smallness thought, like I didn't go to college, so I'm worth less, becomes your truth. Mm -hmm. So our smallness thoughts become our smallness truths. And then once they become you know, what, what we believe is our truths, our truths, I'm saying in quotes, right? And here's what I just want to get across to everybody who's listening. That belief that you have in place is not the truth. Somewhere along your journey, you've agreed with it and it is now your truth. But here's the greatest, greatest news. 
you can come out of agreement with it. So yeah. when mm-hmm. I came out of agreement with, I came from a very dysfunctional family where my siblings were drug addicts and I could, well, I, who am I to make something of myself? right? I come from this kind of family, or I didn't go to college, or I'm from the wrong, you know, city, or I mean, all these thoughts that we have become smallness beliefs, we believe them, and then they limit us and what's possible for our life. So when we know that we can then identify those small, I call them smallness statements, smallness beliefs, we can say, oh my gosh, I'm in total agreement with this. Right. I didn't go to college, so I can't get VP, right? Promotion. I'm going to come out of agreement with it. This is no longer my truth. I'm going to create a greatness truth, greatness belief called, I didn't go to college. It is a fact. It's just that it's not limiting you, right? I didn't go to college. Okay. But I have so many gifts and strengths that I can earn that VP position or I can go after those bigger clients in my business. So that's the difference is when we come out of agreement with the smallness and come into agreement with the greatness because your greatness is filled with your gifts. It knows your highest potential and is trying to get you to your highest potential. You're the one that's limiting it, right? Right, <laughs> right, we're, right, all, right we're always us. the problem. <laughs> I'm always the problem. So we're, you know, yeah. we're, we're always breaking through <laughs> our limiting beliefs and yeah. starting to put our agreement to the greatness. Yeah, and I like, you know, I like blowing up the limiting beliefs and the hardest part is sometimes is being able to identify it. Yes. And go, ah, there it is. Because yes. it's layered down yes. there. It's you know, do you think it's the foundation, like at the very bottom of like, you go through your emotions and you can be able to look at situations and they go, ah, there it is. That's the one that keeps showing up all the time. Yeah. I think it's the, you know, the work that we do, the inner work that we do, that's so hard. A lot of people are, you know, we get confronted. It's uncomfortable to look at your own limiting smallness beliefs that have, you know, kept you small. And, and here's the, here's the payoff of believing your smallness. The payoff is you're safe and you're surviving um, and you're in your comfort zone. And usually when we're in our comfort zone, we have things mastered, right? So mastery goes with our comfort zone. So all of that is the payoff is we stay in mastery, we stay in comfort, we stay safe, and we stay surviving. Mm -hmm. And there's payoff in that. That's good, right? That's good. But I'm calling, you know, with my work, my speaking, my coaching, my book, not everyone is up for this work. And not everybody wants to achieve their highest uh, self, you know, some people are like, I'm good. Peace out. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> uh, desperate enough yet. I'll yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm good with this smallness or this mediocre, you know, this, I just wasn't. And I was like, I'm going to find how right. you master this and break through this in, in easier ways. And, um, so yeah, you're right. It does take work. You know, I started my money breaking through with my relationship with money probably 15 years ago and 15, 20 years ago in in my thirties. And 
you know, every year I have more and more and more breakthroughs around money, yeah. my relationship with money. It used to be horrible. My limiting beliefs around money were so keeping me limiting and small and broke and, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, desperate for the next client. Like when you have a negative relationship with money, it shifts how you're showing up. And in the business world, if you're a business owner, what that looks like is you are always desperate for the next client. Mm -hmm. And where that desperation is coming from is your beliefs. Mm. You talk a little bit about the greatness trifecta, Mm. taking that point a little bit more. You talk about money, voice, and power, right? Being your biggest assets, you know? So I'm wondering how that would benefit our Gen Z and millennial listeners about that trifecta and talk a little bit about that. Yes. So in my book, I talk about our trifecta of greatness. You know, I think we hear a lot about, you know, our biggest asset is our money and protect your money and save your money and budget your money and invest your money, which we should do. Here's the thing that I have found is when you look around powerful people, successful people in different sectors, whether it's science or arts or politics or whatever sector you're in, it's way more than money. Money is an asset, but here's the other two that make your life not only successful, powerful, but meaningful. And I think a lot of us, we want meaning, you know, we want a joyful life. We want to make a difference. I want to not only just make a difference in my business with my clients and what I do in my businesses, but in my life, who I am and how I'm showing up. And so the other two, which is, so money is one, voice is two, and power is three. As women, especially, is we have to empower ourselves to know how important our power and our voices. And so I encourage you to do this little exercise. It's a self-audit and you write it, take out a piece of paper, a notebook, and put across the top voice, money, and power. So you have three columns. And I want you to audit yourself. Where are all the places you're putting your power? Where are all the places you're putting your money? And where are all the places you're putting your voice and using your voice, right? Our voice is so, so powerful. And for me, I had to learn how to speak twice in my life. So in seventh grade, I literally bit my tongue off and they had to sew it back on. (laughs) So that was a rough, you know, year in my childhood that I had to learn how to speak again. And then at 27, I had a stroke and had to learn how to speak again. And that was rough because I make my living speaking, coaching, speaking, podcasting. I am doubly (laughs) grateful for my voice because it's been taken away twice. But I am very, very aware of what, what, how I use my voice. We are so powerful with our voice. We can 
we can change people's minds. We can lead communities. We can lead advocacy. We can lead our family. We can lead the world, right? If we're empowered around our voice and we know who we are and what we stand for. Mm -hmm. So in this audit, you look at, you know, are you wasting your voice on things that don't matter to you or you don't really care about? You know, what if you used your voice for the things that are deeply, deeply important to you? Mm -hmm. And then you go deep with those, right? So, so that's your voice. And then of course your money, what are you spending money on that doesn't matter? This, this whole audit is all about you. This is a person, very deeply personal. It, it not only audits where you're putting your voice, money, and power, but it's also making you very aware around what matters to you and what doesn't. And I hear from millennials in particular that it's hard to find your passions or, and, you know, which says to me, maybe a little bit, it's hard to find your values. It's hard to find what you care about. And perhaps this exercise helps you uncover some of those things, right? In addition to uncovering, you know, your limiting beliefs, your small beliefs there that perhaps you want to shift and you want to change. Right. right? Is that what you're kind of uncovering with this? Yeah. That's like the byproduct of it is you get clarity around how you're using your voice, money, and power and where you're wasting those three assets on things that don't matter, or they used to matter and now they don't matter to you anymore, right? You're in a different season of life. What mattered in my twenties didn't really matter in my thirties and didn't matter in my fifties, right? So it's, we change and and what becomes important to us. So in this exercise, it's so deep because you do get what, what's important to me right now. And how am I applying my voice, money, and power to those things? But you're also what you just brought up, which is so good is you're also seeing your smallness of like, you know, I'm not using my voice in powerful ways around things that really, really matter to me. And maybe that's, you know, a charity work, you know, I, my passion is women and girl empowerment. And I started my own nonprofit girls role foundation, because I got really clear, where do I want to put my voice, money, and power when it's, it's outside of, I know my family, and then I know my faith, and I know my business. Those are the three. But outside of that, where do I want? And 20 years ago, when I did this exercise, I got really clear. Women and girls, advancement in the world, and empowerment leadership is where I want to put those things. And that's where I put those things. And all of a sudden your life becomes really clear around the one or two or three things that you want to solve in the world, you know, that you want to make a difference, a dent in, right? So it's, it's so good because it does help you come out of agreement with smallness stuff and cut things that don't matter. And you start to focus and go, you know what, these things really excite me and inspire me. And I'm going to put my voice around that or my money around that or my power and energy around that. Mm -hmm. And your life becomes so much more clear and you become, you know, back to my book name is you start winning your greatness game because now all your choices are from a place of greatness versus this smallness. Like I don't have a voice. I'm just one person. If I believed that, which I did 
trust me, I spent 27 years in my smallness. (laughs) Um, But when I got, when I got that, you know, what changes the world one person at a time. And I was like, you know what? All I can do is get passionate around the things that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 20 years getting passionate around girls and women, I have, I have made a difference for literally half a million women in the work I've done and the charity work I've done. So, and that's one little person, right? That just is (laughs) my little great person, (laughs) right? One little piece of a puzzle. So we have to come out of agreement that we're just one person and who am I and what could I do? You know what? You can do a lot, a lot. And in the beginning, I'll just address this because some people are like, well, I don't have money, right? I didn't have money in my 20s ish, early 30s. I mean, that's when you're just starting to make your money. And you know what I did instead? I didn't have a lot of money to write charity checks. I threw events because that's part of my gifting. You know, I'm like, well, I can throw events that 100 people can come to and they can give, right? And so you, that's a greatness decision of I'm going to use my gifts and my greatness to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I used my voice and my power to throw events. And we raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for girls and women's charities. And a lot of that was not my own money, but it was my own doing, right? So use your own, get creative and believe that your gifts and greatness are not only going to make an incredible career where you're going to make a difference in your career, but outside of that as you know, a wife or a mom or a citizen, or maybe you go into politics or leadership, et cetera. So, yeah, so many good things there, things that, and we spoke before that were really great that you put out there. And I just want to just say them for our listeners. Cause I, I thought they were really good. Yeah. Remembering no is a complete sentence. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and leadership is an action, not a title. Yeah, that was really good too. And then, then you talk about the 10, 10, 10 idea. Mm. You want to talk a little bit about that one before we go? Yeah, sure. So all three things that you just talked about are a form of self-care. And as someone who has, I've been coaching leaders and business owners for 20 years. And one, one thing that we all have in common is burnout and overwhelm. And, you know, somewhere along your journey, I had to have a stroke to learn my, my own bad habits were my, my business was killing me. And um, I didn't even know that I had habits that were just killing me. And it's really important as a, as women, but men too, we love to overwhelm ourselves and untreated overwhelm becomes burnout. And it usually looks very slow. Like it's not very evident, right? And until it compounds and compounds, and then all of a sudden you're at your last straw. So I'm a big advocate for self-care and you touched on three things. No is a complete sentence. We have to be empowered to say no. And I believe in the graceful no we can say you know thank you so much for that invitation but i have plans on saturday to go to a retreat or go get a massage or that's my day off of rest but i would love to see you next week right we can say no gracefully 
mm-hmm. and protect our boundaries. And so I believe in the word and, and uh, because we can be graceful. And I think a lot of women are, are scared to say no, because they'll look bad. Well, what also looks bad is burnout. So no is a, a complete sentence. Boundaries, you have to have margins in your life. So that is, you know, work time, self-care time. Um, I have a self-care, I believe in a, a self-care plan. And that is daily, weekly, and monthly uh, template that I created. It's a, a free download on my website, amazinggreatness.com. Grab it there and just print it out. And it's your 30-day self-care plan. You fill it in. You fill it in with the things that you say are going to fuel your mind, your body, and your spirit. And you're, the, the point is to be intentional and purposeful uh, around these things because they're no one else's responsibility, right? No one else is responsible for taking care of you. So when we click into that mindset of self-care as a mindset first, like mm-hmm. I deserve it, I'm worthy, and I need it. And if I think like that, then my actions are I create a self-care plan and I stick to it and I schedule it. Because success is scheduled. Mm -hmm. Ladies, we know if it's not on our calendar, we don't do it. I hear you. So my massages, my workouts, everything is on my calendar and we book around it. So I'm a mom. I'm a law enforcement wife. I have two businesses and I have huge amount of boundaries around my self-care because I have to, especially when you're out to make a difference in the world. So boundaries. And then the third thing that you mentioned is the 10, 10, 10. This is a book, um, Susie Wush's book, uh, and it's a brilliant little concept. And I just think it's really great for parents, especially who work, because I think we get tied up between work things and kids things. And oh my gosh, I have guilt of not being at my son's karate or my daughter's volleyball uh, game. And so the concept is this, it's 10, 10, 10. It's okay. I have now a scenario where I have to be at a work conference or my daughter's uh, final volleyball tournament of the year, right? That's, those are two really big decisions. What you think about is, will my daughter cry for 10 minutes, 10 months, or 10 years? Like, is this a thing that 10 years from now, she's going to be like, you weren't at my volleyball <laughs> tournament, my, right? You could talk to my girl. Or she probably... for 10 minutes and she's going to be over it, right? So whether you make that decision or you actually get in conversation with your spouse or your kids about that, it's just a little way of thinking, you know, I, oh gosh, she's going to be resentful and bitter. If I'm not there, I, this is the one that I have to be there. And it makes decision-making and honoring boundaries easier because there's going to be a lot of things where she might cry for 10 minutes. It's okay. I have to choose the conference, right? But there's certain things as parents, we have to be at, or they're going to be resentful for 10 years. So that's that concept. I love that concept. And it just goes along with this theme of, self-care boundaries and being in integrity with your word around it. Don't set a boundary. It's so easy to say, all right, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to go to the gym at five o'clock. I'm going to leave work and I'm going to go at five o'clock. And then Tuesday comes around 
and there's work and you just break that boundary. You have to honor your boundary before you ever expect someone else to honor your boundaries. So I think that's the hardest part is upholding the boundaries that you put in place. Right. Yeah. But when we do, it's worth it. It is. And it feels really good. Um, I know I've put some boundaries down myself and, um, you really do begin to listen to yourself differently. Mm -hmm. And you're, I think that the, that our intuitive self has space. Yes. And you can definitely hear that quiet voice coming in. You know, I declined something just the other day. It just didn't, and I couldn't figure out why I was declining. And then I realized, you know what? This doesn't fuel you. This doesn't, this doesn't sound. And if I were to go, it would be a should. Correct. And the minute you know how dangerous shoulds are, right? Exactly. (laughs) So when I start hearing should, yes, I'm like, Oh, oh, red flag. Uh This isn't, this isn't singing to you. This is really obligation. And, and sure enough, there are sometimes we have to do those things for whatever reason, but I had a choice and I just could decline. It was good to, to do that. To hold, you know, to hold yourself in that right regard. And, you know, I know it, when we start putting boundaries in our life and we start saying no, and we start to honor our trifecta of where we want to put our voice, uh, power and money. And when I say power, I mean, it's, it's our energy, right. And, um, And all of a sudden your life becomes very clear and you're not giving it away to everybody. And um, it's quality over quantity, right? And it's a different life and it, it, you get different rewards. And I think that it's amazing that you just did that. And you are aware of, woo, I have should here, obligation, forcing myself. It's like, no, no. And you have so much awareness of like, no, I'm not going to do that to myself again. It's a lesson and it's practice. And sometimes we are really good about it. And the more you do it, the more you're going to master it. And then it just is going to be natural. Right. And it's going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) I think sometimes you, you find yourself, it just sort of pops out so quickly and you go, whoa. Uh huh. That was very powerful. Where did that come from? Right, <laughs> like, right. Since I do, yes. Well, I love we're, that. We're kind of at our our time, but is there anything that you would like to tell our listeners before we end today? I would say, listen to your greatness voice. It the more you listen to it, the more empowered and loud it will get, and your smallness voice will get quieter and quieter. And that journey of your greatness game, keep listening to it, keep mastering it, keep believing it because it believes in you and your highest self. It is through your daily choices that you will master it. I just say, believe in yourself. You have so many gifts and so much greatness to give. When we believe that we make different choices. So greatness game. I love it warmed my heart. Feel, I can feel it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We sure appreciate it. 
you and your book. And um, I think our listeners will definitely want to be in touch with you. So what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, Super easy is my name, Dina, D-E-N-A, Patton, P-A-T-T-O-N.com. And uh, you can find my book there, learn about my my coaching and speaking, and also get my free downloads. There's some really great, great free downloads, especially around self-care and mindset. Excellent. Make sure it's all in the show notes. Thanks again for being here, Dina. Bye. Thank you for listening today. And we sure hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. Join our public Facebook group, Girl Take the Lead, or visit our website, girltaketheleadpod.com. We also have a YouTube channel where your subscription would be appreciated. Once you're on YouTube, search at Girl Take the Lead. So here are the three takeaways from this episode. One, greatness is all about mindset. We can learn tools to access it, and when we do, our greatness increases but it takes work. Two, we can look at our results and see and hear our beliefs in our language. We say smallness beliefs all the time. And three, our smallness thoughts become our smallness truths. Somewhere along the way, we agree to this smallness statement. The good news is that we can come out of agreement and create a greatness truth instead. Next week, we'll have Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur, as our guest to talk about emotions, discernment, powering through, clarity, and body connection. Wow, we had a lot to talk about. We sure hope you'll join us for that listen. And thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.